SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prediction Strike. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes. Use promo code SGPNFF to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yet another fantastic week of the NFL is in the books. It is time for the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rod Gomez. You can find me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Find the show anywhere where you find your favorite podcast. And of course on the SGPN app. How is it that nobody in the NFL can stay healthy? I don't understand. Why? Why? I mean, it's not like they take hits or anything like that. It's just, I don't get it. Uh, but anyways, there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot more injuries after this last week, and there's a ton more injuries going into Thursday night. So to help us suss it all out, Sebastian Fear on our resident SGPN fantasy football doc, joining the show again because... Doggone it if folks can't stay healthy, Sebastian, and, and, and we just got to figure out and tell these folks what to do about all these. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Pleasure to be here again. Happy to uh, be on. And I mean, wouldn't life be uh, easier without injuries? Why don't we just throw in bye weeks at that point, too? Let's make our fantasy life much easier. You know, no more bye weeks, no more injuries. Turn the injury sliders off. <laughs> here we are you know i did i saw a tweet the other day it's like look man i said injuries off all right and i mean it so yeah if we could just get through a season without any major injuries that would be great hey and i want to take the second to just acknowledge that uh, sebastian is a company man because he is not only on the show uh, but he's on the show in an airport right now so he's got <laughs> he's got dedication written all over him today so sebastian man uh, again thanks for carving some time out especially uh, on your way home absolutely absolutely again i enjoy it so much i'll do it anywhere but i you know apologize if you hear some gates being called because you know i'm definitely up i'm fully in the airport right now i love it i love it and that's okay we will take all comers all right so all right let's get down to it if you haven't heard the show before we load up the clock we got three minutes for each player that we're going to talk about we're going to talk about 10 players that are uh that are on injury designations and and how to deal with them um and we'll start with thursday's show because thursday or thursday's game anyways uh because thursday's coming up and there's some a lot of folks pretty much everybody on that thursday slate has some sort of injury designation not the least of which is baker mayfield so sebastian we heard him say in a news conference today that he's going to be the one that decides whether or not he can play um as much as we want to believe that should we one and two how is that injury i mean it looked pretty bad on on the on the replay so walk us through baker mayfield and what to expect for him going into thursday night yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, first of all, I, you got to point out the fact that Baker is actually being a real, a big warrior fighting through this. The biggest thing to note here is that the injury, so it's a shoulder injury, but it's to his non-throwing shoulder. 
So that's the biggest thing here, and that's why he has a good chance of being able to play through this. So what the injury is is basically he dislocated his shoulder back on the 19th earlier in the year, and what that is is when the shoulder socket goes, uh, socket goes ahead and comes out of place a little bit, and then you get the tear of that labrum there. So it's a painful injury, but with the harness you're able to play through. And what we saw last week was essentially he just injured that again. He dislocated his shoulder again. He got tackled by uh, J.J. Watt there coming to the ground. So it's kind of the same injury, but now we're just dealing with a bit of more damage. So, you know, what the labrum is, is it basically provides some stability, helps keep that shoulder in place because our shoulder is a very mobile joint. It's the most likely joint to dislocate in your body. So, I mean, the labrum does a pretty good job, although – dislocations happen but now basically baker's just kind of destroyed that labrum even more so it's kind of the same injury it's just more pain and more likely to happen again which is very unfortunate for him so what does this do to his pass catchers he doesn't really have any going into this thursday night really (laughs) but what does that do for his pass catchers and does this mean that this is going to be a more run heavy offense in a week that they can't really afford to be run heavy against denver that would I was going to say if they have any running backs left, but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, as far as his throwing motion, uh, it really shouldn't affect it too much. I think the biggest thing that's going to affect is it's going to be mental for him. Like he's not going to want to take any hits because any hit he takes is just going to be that much more painful. So for him coming out of the pocket, I don't expect him to be running around too much. And then he's probably going to be getting the ball all out quicker than you just because he's trying to avoid any of those hits to that shoulder area there. So do we start him? That's the question. Is is Baker Mayfield to start this week? or Because, I mean, it's a Thursday night, so you don't have a lot of time to decide. And I don't know who you're deciding between, but, I mean, if Baker Mayfield's there, do you have any confidence whatsoever in starting him? I would not be starting him. I don't really think Baker's a great fantasy quarterback anyway, just how run-heavy that team is. Going up against good Broncos defense, I think it's definitely a sit for at least this week. Yeah, I mean, this game's going to be just grody anyways. I felt dirty writing the Thursday night piece for it. I feel dirty talking about it. But, I mean, there's folks on here that are fantasy relevant. And whoop, oh, that's the wrong one. That's the right one. Uh, and so we've got we've to break it down for them. So, uh, again, absolutely, Baker Mayfield, as he pertains to everybody else on the field, take all of your Cleveland players and move them down in the ranks. Uh, it's just going to be that kind of a game. Uh, all right, so let's move on to actually let's move on. Uh, I know we have Julio Jones next, but let's let's go let's go to those running backs, shall we? Um, let's let's move on yep. to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt because both of those guys. I mean, we were already without Nick Chubb last week. Kareem Hunt goes down, and now both have been completely ruled out. So as far as Thursday night, you're definitely not touching them. But as far as what we're going to do with them going forward and, and what this means for Thursday night, um, first walk us through the injuries, Sebastian and and what fantasy managers can do in the interim while these guys are both hurt. Because Nick Chubb, they said they're not ruling, or they just, just just did rule him out, but they were giving people hope up until just yep. today. Yep, yep. There's multiple reasons we can kind of group these guys together. Obviously, same team, both play running back, both out for Thursday with Chubb getting ruled out earlier today. But they also have a very similar injury to the same body part. They're both dealing with calf injuries. Now, I would say uh, Chubb it seems to be a, a little bit more minor, as far as, so when we talk about the calf, it's the lower leg muscle there. We're talking about some damage to the muscle. So because Chubb had a shot to play this week, his is more of a grade one, which takes, you know, around one to three weeks to get back to. But when we look over to Kareem Hunt's side, they've already reported that it's a pretty significant injury. They're expecting him to be out about a month, uh, if not six weeks. So he's likely headed to the IR. 
So as far as what this is going to do to their game, it's really going to cut down on their explosiveness. You can't really cut off the leg there. You can't, you know, run routes and explode through the hole, which both these guys really um, emphasize in their game. So thankfully for Chubb managers, his doesn't seem as serious, again, because he had a chance to play this on this short week. So he has a good chance to be back next week. Hunt, on the other hand, he's looking at about four to six weeks recovery. Uh, so his is a bit of a, a bigger blow there. You're probably going to want to throw him on your IR. Yeah, and that means for you folks out there that are looking for cheap DFS dart throws, uh, DeAndre or Ernest Johnson is out there, and he's just above 4K, and uh, so is Demetric Felton, the rookie. He's out there as well. Um, not sure that I'm rushing to the waiver wire to grab any one of these guys because neither one of them are going to be uh, a replacement for Kareem Hunt and or Nick Chubb. Uh, so you certainly aren't going to get the production you want out of there. Hopefully, Kareem Hunt was already your, your uh, running back too. So you have a decent uh, uh, replacement for him going into the week. And, of course, you've already had to deal with Nick Chubb being out. But um, season long, again, if you got Kareem Hunt, hopefully there's an IR slot. Now, listen, last year uh, fantasy leagues got smart and, and really upped their IR game. I know a lot of them didn't even have IR spots before the COVID designation. So hopefully your your league has an IR slot because that is definitely where Kareem Hunt is going. Uh, but Nick Chubb managers, you know, you can you can definitely breathe a sigh of relief and hope that he comes back not this week again, but next week. So I mean, what a decimated running back position over there. No, oh, that's that's tough for them. I know they like the, the rookie Felton, but he's been really just more of a receiver for them. So we'll, it's going to be interesting to see what they do there again on a short week. Yeah, and that's the thing. So look, if you're going to decide between Ernest Johnson and, uh, um, well, first of all, the world champion Orlando Apollo Ernest Johnson, uh, if you're going to decide <laughs> between him and Felton, understand that Felton has no carries so far this season. Zero carries. Eight catches. Zero carries. So uh, Ernest Johnson is the guy that's probably going to end up getting the start at running back and the carries. And if look, if uh, Baker can't can't do what Baker can do, then you know you're going to need the guy that gets the carries, right? So uh, spoiler alert: read my uh, Thursday night article for a breakdown <laughs> of Ernest Johnson. Uh, <laughs> all right, but uh, let's move on to the receiver position, and we'll talk about Julio Jones. We watched the Titans do Titan-esque things last night against the Bills. Um, but Julio Jones caught up in the wake of that. And so are we worried? It's saying day-to-day, -day, Sebastian, but we all know that that's just speak for whatever medical speak it is. Uh, how serious <laughs> is Julio Jones? Should we freak out? And, and what should we be thinking moving on into the next uh, this week seven? Yeah, no, I think this is definitely way more serious than definitely day-to-day -day and what the market's kind of uh, given it right now. You know, I think the biggest thing to note here is that this is a re-injury. So he injured his hamstring back in week three. It was actually called hamstring tightness uh, back then. We know that was a big undersell because he's uh, he just came back last week after missing two weeks. So tightness usually doesn't cause you to miss two weeks. So that was definitely a hamstring strain there. And the biggest thing with hamstrings is why they're so pesky is they have a high re-injury rate. And the worst part is that usually the second injury is worse than the first because you've already done some damage and now you're reopening up that wound. So I I'm definitely worried about Julio right now. I mean, I, despite what they're saying day-to-day, uh, -day, he wasn't able to come back in. He sat out the rest of that fourth quarter, and it's not like it was garbage time. I mean, that was when the game was being decided. So if you're a Julio owner right now, uh, I would definitely be worried. Honestly, I'd be fielding any trade before any more news comes out, seeing if you can get any value out of him. 
or just looking for another option because I, I would expect Julio to at least miss a week again, if not more, going down the road. So again, you know, we talk about re-injury, and and this seems like something that could very well plague him for the rest of his career. Really, I mean, it's not like it's. I know he's not that old, but he's also not that young, so he's got a, a long way ahead. So, I suppose if you are a dynasty manager of Julio Jones, this might be the right time, especially after uh, a game like they had last night. You know, I know he got injured in it, but he was having a pretty decent night. He was, you know, at least being talked about. So if you can probably strike while the iron is hot on Julio Jones taking a chance on somebody. Most dynasty managers are savvy, though. Like, they, they know better than to, to take a chance on Julio Jones. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, I mean, if you can find one of that one guy that's like, oh, I love Julio Jones, um, maybe now's the time to start shopping him around for that. Yeah, especially with uh, A.J. Brown's finally coming along as of last night. You know, Julio was seeing most of those targets, so... I think it, it might be time to go ahead and see what you can get for him. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, we'll definitely have to monitor that situation. But I would expect him to, again, miss some more time, already missing two weeks with the first hamstring injury. And let's face it, in that Titans offense, it's Derrick Henry and it's everybody else. I mean, even A.J. Brown, as talented as he is, he's not Derrick Henry. Like, And that's, that's the thing about it. If you're not Derrick Henry on Tennessee, then you're probably not getting the fantasy production <laughs> that you want. I I'm sad because I had Tannehill over, what was it, like 235. He almost, almost got there uh, as far as the yardage. I think it was like 202. He just needed one good that's, drive. Wow. But, that's, yeah. that's crazy because that was a lot of points last night. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, wow. Well, I mean, it was Derrick Henry rushing for like 600 yards. So Exactly. What are you going to exactly. do? Um, all right, so let's move on. Curtis Samuel on the list here, uh, and I think this is a spoiler alert for your article as well. Um, so Curtis Samuel obviously has been injured. Um, what's the update Sebastian and, and what can Car uh, Curtis Samuel managers, um, expect coming into week seven? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll do a little bit of a tout here just cause you know, if you go ahead and we're following me on Twitter at SGPN football doc, I kind of put something out in the preseason about how this was a guy I was really worried about because his initial injury was in June. On June 2nd, back in training camp, he injured his groin. And then they tried to bring him back a week before the season started. And, you know, they were saying, oh, he should be good to go, should be, should be good to go. But there was red flags all over the place. So, I mean, fast forward, he, he injures it in practice again, starts on IR. Then he comes back for two weeks, injures it again. And now they're talking about putting him on IR again. I mean, this is someone who was supposed to be their wide receiver number two, relies on his speed, was going to be, you know, uh, 1A, 1B to Terry McLaurin. And, I mean, he might not even get 300, 500 receiving yards on the year. So this is definitely someone that I've been concerned about. And, you know, everything is just pointing you to more concern. It's definitely unfortunate for him going to a new team, trying to get a new start. But really, I mean, looks like he's going to get a game and a half. And then who knows the next time he's going to suit up. Yeah, there was such high hopes for Curtis Samuel. I mean, it's it's just a matter of, you know, and especially with him and Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Because that was supposed to be it going into it. But then Tyler Heineke, Heineke is it now. And, you know, Curtis Samuel's not there. So if you are one of those people that are holding on to him, as in the 19% uh, in Yahoo and the 40%, surprisingly, in ESPN leagues, if you're one of those four out of 10, two out of 10, holding on to, to Curtis Samuel, should we? Is this time to, to uh, let him go? <laughs> I, I think it is. I mean, unless you're really in a position where 
you know, you're just keeping him for the fact that in three weeks you might just need someone to plug in. But I just think there's a lot better options there. Really just wasting space. Honestly, if he goes on IR and you want to stock him on your IR, okay, I guess there. But just with a – it's kind of similar to, um, you know, groin injury and groin strain, hamstring strain, different injuries, different parts of the body, but very similar in the fact that high re-injury rates, very pesky, linger throughout the season, and they really limit a guy like this is mobility. You know, he loves to change direction quickly, and he's very fast, speedy guy, and that's kind of all the things that a groin injury is going to limit. So it's kind of like the perfect terrible storm for, for Curtis Sammy right now. So I would not be holding him. Um yeah, other than, yeah, there, there's really no good reason to kind of have him on your team right now. Yeah, and that Washington offense is not the glamorous type that you would want any piece of at all. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, sorry, Curtis Samuel managers, if you're holding on for better times, I think now's the time to let go uh, of Curtis Samuel. I think uh, I think the best thing about the Washington offense, for fantasy-wise, is the fact that their defense has been so bad. So it's just a lot of garbage time points there but yeah not a lot of uh things to be excited about on that team other than McLaurin Mm -mm. uh all right speaking of exciting offenses this one was supposed to be a more exciting offense uh I don't know that it's necessarily panned out that way but uh one thing they aren't seem to be missing my friends and I'm talking about the Seattle Seahawks they're not missing Chris Carson much uh, Alex Collins in the two games that he's been in 15 carries 47 yards 20 carries against Pittsburgh 101 yards and a touchdown so oh, is this is this the end of Chris Carson as we know it Sebastian what happened oh man what's the fall yeah, for grace no. oh man quick note on Collins too just to keep updated with the article I just put out uh, injury report that gets updated daily because he, he got nicked up a little bit he's dealing with uh, hip and glute injuries it seems to be just soft tissue some minor things but we kind of got to see throughout the week because uh, he didn't play in overtime after having that big day but getting on to the where it all started with Chris Carson yeah I mean he came out having kind of a disappointing year and then it turns out we find out you know uh, he's been dealing with this long-term neck issue he was on the week one injury report actually with the neck injury but like practice and fully and played so no one really thought much of it but it kind of turns out that he's been dealing with some neck issues for a long term here which is not a good sign it's likely a cervical disc issue you know basically just something going on with the spine there where it's not really gonna it's gonna take a long time to kind of get better either you kind of do surgery or you take weeks if not months to rehab that and fully treat it so it's a really tough injury to deal with during the season. I know he just got put on IR along with Russell Wilson. So they're going to give him time to try to fully rest and rehab with that. But, uh, I mean, with both his production or lack thereof at the start of the year and then this kind of long-term issue, you cannot be expecting much from Carson out of uh, for the rest of the year. I mean, fantasy owners probably already knew that at this point, looking at week seven with him on IR. But it's not looking good as far as at least this season for Chris Carson. So not to spoil your article, uh, because I'm sure you addressed that in there, but if, if managers picked up Chris Carson or I'm sorry, picked up Alex Collins to replace Chris Carson, are, are, are they running to the waiver wire now to grab DJ Dallas or what's going on there? I, I would say if you have Collins right now, you just, you hold because at this point, I mean, with Rashad Penny's tech are supposed to be coming back. They have DJ Dallas, Travis Homer. If Collins is out, it's going to be, I think just, the biggest running back by committee. But if Collins is able to suit up, I think he's the lead guy right now. So you're able to ride him a little bit more. So I would just hold on to Collins, see how he plays throughout the week. But 
at this point, it's not looking like anything major. So even if it is a one-week absence, that's all right. But we definitely want to monitor Colin's situation pretty closely the next couple of days here. Well, and then it's just all Geno Smith, baby. I mean, this guy <laughs> resurrected from the dead and leading a Seattle Seahawks team. You could see his frustration, though, the other day. It was it was palpable, I tell you. Oh, man. Hey, best of luck to Geno Smith. He's had a rough career. I hope all the success, you know. <laughs> All the best for you, Gino, but damn it all if you just aren't fantasy kryptonite just about anywhere else. So, uh, all right. We have uh, discussed six. You can add a bonus one in that one, too. So, uh, five <laughs> down, five to go. We'll come back from the break. Uh, five more of the folks that uh, we want you to keep an eye on as far as injuries are concerned. Sebastian Firon with us. And again, we'll be right back. I already know that you are ready to win money and boost your odds. And guess what? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Great odds, great promos, great payouts are all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. So tell me, are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. So download, bet, win, Download the WinBet app now or visit WINNBet.com to start winning. As always, we are brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. The MLB playoffs in full swing right now, and PropSwap is your home for the best World Series futures. All season long, prop swappers have been finding the best odds in the country because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. So use promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap is going to double it up to $500. Double the cash, of course, means double the odds. If you love sports betting, and let's face it, we know you do, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't even need to win in order to make money. I say that again, doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. If you are looking for a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair, Keeps has that for you. They've got convenient virtual doctor consultants and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. Don't even got to leave the house for this. You want low cost? We got it. Treatment started just $10 a month and Keeps offers generic versions of their medications. They got discreet packaging and, of course, proven results. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and we all know prevention is key. But treatments can take up to four to six months to see results, so you got to act fast. If you're ready to take action to prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash SGP to get your first month free. keeps.com slash SGP. From the break here on the SGP and Fantasy Football Podcast, Sebastian Furon 
the fantasy football doc in charge here at the SGPN. In an airplane, in an airport, not on an airplane, that'd be really cool. In an airport, <laughs> holding down the fort and really just showing his dedication as we break down these injuries for you. Uh, five big ones. These are some big names now. The, I mean, the other ones were, were big, but these these get bigger. Uh, and we really need to know what to do with these folks going into week seven and beyond. And uh, we'll start with the New York football giants. Saquon Barkley again, man. This guy's name will not stay off of your radar uh, Sebastian, I know that you love him. I wish that uh, you're wearing your Giants shirt right uh, now. So please take the next couple of minutes to lament <laughs> about oh, Saquon man. Barkley. Talk about injury to insult with this franchise. Uh, we can't stay on the loss column or the injury report here. But uh, yeah, no, Saquon. I mean, so that was last week. Uh, was that weeks, week five when he injured his ankle against the Dallas Cowboys, really off a freak in- incident where he stepped on a player's foot. Uh, and kind of rolled that ankle, you know. Now, since it was the Cowboys, I'm going to say there was probably some malicious intent, but, you know, that's neither here or there. But uh, basically, that's the classic mechanism when we think of an ankle sprain, when we roll an ankle either playing basketball or football, where your foot kind of rolls in and the outside of the ankle gets banged up a little bit. So those injuries happen. Uh, They're very common where those lateral ligaments, they're kind of the weakest part, so they'll go first. Now, it kind of depends on severity. Um they can kind of be up to only a week to where it can be a month, depending on how severe the injury is. Unfortunately for Saquon, he hasn't practiced at all last week. Giants practiced uh, Wednesday this week, so we'll have to see as far as this week goes. But the not practicing at all last week isn't a great sign. Uh, if he can get at least a couple limited practice in, he has a shot this week. But it's really going to determine uh, kind of – since they don't talk about severity with injuries, it's going to be if he practices or not. It's going to tell us how much of a chance he has to play this week. So if you're a Saquon manager and you're hopeful of a return at any point in the near future, you may have to squash those hopes. Um, again, another candidate for your IR spot, which is, I'm sure, filling up ridiculously fast at this point. I mean, you may need to petition your commissioner for at least six more IR spots by the end of this season. <laughs> Just because of everybody going down, I I don't I mean I've kept track of injuries obviously for the last few seasons uh, in earnest because of of what I do now. But like I just feel like this is probably the single most injuries I've seen in a given span in a very long time because we're talking about some pretty big names here. We're not talking about guys that are backups. We're not talking about defensive guys either because that's that's not what fantasy football is all about. So. Like, we're talking marquee names, and Saquon Barkley, obviously, every year has been a, a marquee name there. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, look, so what do we do? I mean, this isn't a guy that you drop, and in Dynasty, no. I'm, I'm not. you're not trading him, right? I mean, do you just have to be patient? You know, yeah, it's unfortunate, especially coming off that ACL, and he had a couple of games. You know, I kind of predicted that he would, or thought he would start slow this year and then have some games, uh, better games coming along. He was looking pretty good, you know, coming off that uh, – Atlanta game and then the Saints game and then it just this is just an unfortunate injury you know not really related just tweaked his ankle there you know hopefully he'll be back in the next couple weeks but you you just gotta kind of be patient with him it's unfortunate because you know he was looking better coming off that ACL but it's just one of those things man it's like when you're playing in the backyard with your friends and and you snap an ankle now I I did something weird like that when I was playing flag football I ran out and, and and I wasn't supposed to 
Uh, actually, it was tackle football, but I wasn't supposed to be playing that either at school. Uh, and I was running. I tripped in a hole, and it was just unfortunate, and that ended my career. So, um, yeah, I get it, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that was in sixth grade. There was no way that ended my career. I didn't have one to begin with. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, speaking of, we'll go back to Washington, and we'll talk about their running back there because Antonio Gibson, again, another guy that everybody had predicted some pretty, pretty outstanding fantasy numbers. And so far, obviously, due to injury, that hasn't happened. So... Are we in the clear soon on Antonio Gibson, or is this still a uh, wait and see? Keep him in your IR spot and hope for better days ahead. No, honestly, this is this is kind of a situation where I feel a little bit more strongly on because so he's dealing with shin splints, and what that is is basically it's due to your leg are uh, being overworked or increasing workloads. You're getting a little bit of these like what they call micro tears, a little bit basically a wear and tear on your shins. And the only way to kind of get rid of that really is prolonged rest and reducing the amount of work you do. So the fact that, you know, Washington was trying to turn Antonio Gibson into their workhorse, and this is ultimately like what caused this injury and it's going to really hurt his production for the season. It's kind of ironic, but I think this is a time where understanding the nature of this injury and how it's basically impossible to try to rest and recover during the NFL season I think that since he's still been putting up some decent weeks, if you can look to see what you can get for him, I think it's. I think last week would have been like even better, but this week, of course, if you can try to get some trade value for him, I think now's the time. Um, and at the very least, if JD McKissick is can either be traded for or is out there, you need to have him because he's going to be the one to most benefit off of Gibson's lack of production throughout the rest of the year. So, is this likely to keep him? I guess just from being at full potential. For the rest of the year, or or they, you think they're going to manage his his snap count in order to not let this happen again? Yeah, I mean it's going to be difficult because you know the the story has been changing each week. How they're saying he 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 originally came out and said it wasn't a major thing, and he's been dealing with it. But you know after last game, they took him out, and he didn't pay much in the second half at all. So it was obviously bothering him and aggravating him. And this is a painful injury. I mean, anyone who's dealt with shin splints, like the last thing you want to do is go run take a bunch of snaps and run up and get tackled. I mean, so I, I don't see how this injury situation gets better. I mean, I think at the best case, yeah, he just kind of, they do some like load management or like, you know, uh, kind of cut down his snaps and he can do some things with the limited snaps he has. But I think it's just kind of a slippery slope at this point. Anybody who's been in the military for at least a minute has heard of shin splints. I mean, that is one of the <laughs> single greatest injuries in the military as is people complaining of shin splints and thankfully i've never had shin splints but i have had many friends who have had shin splints and they are just besides themselves with pain like any time that they do it and you know again we run all the time and and that's what happens like you overwork your your muscles and you overwork your legs and that type of thing happens so i mean look this is not something that just goes away uh, overnight, It's going to take a little while for Antonio Gibson to get right. And he may not get right if he continues to try to be that every down back. So, yes, proceed with caution uh, the rest of the season with Antonio Gibson. Uh, as we will proceed with caution with this next guy, the 101 in just about every mock draft and every real draft. And, boy, I got to tell you, if you're like me and you went out of your way to draft Christian McCaffrey with your first pick, your team is not necessary, especially in a 12-team league, not built to lose Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately. And yeah, so 
Again, Sebastian, another three games on the IR at least. At least. What are at we least, thinking? At least. Yeah, no, this, this situation is actually playing out really similar to the Julio Jones situation. Uh, there was a, a bit more optimism with McCaffrey, but when he went down in that Thursday night game, we didn't really know. You know, it, they, they made it seem like it was minor because he was back practicing in a limited flat fashion, and there was hopes for week five, and then week six he was questionable. So we kind of were like, oh, he might only miss a week or two. But no, I mean, he like it's common with these hamstring injuries. It seems like he suffered a re-injury and a setback in practice, and it went from him being questionable week six to him on the IR before week seven. So uh, this is just kind of the, the dangerous nature of those hamstring injuries and why they're so tough to deal with because you want to be back and playing, but it's kind of, you really have to test it out and you can't be rushed back because the moment that it's too late, then you're out for another three to four weeks. So you know, very I, unfortunate for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and that's the thing too. As a, as a McCaffrey manager, like there was hope, right? I mean, you, you were about to slide him into your starting spot and think – Wow, I'm going to get Christian McCaffrey back. And then next thing you know, uh, the rug got pulled out from underneath us and we did not get to play Christian McCaffrey. So again, not a guy that you're going to drop. Obviously, you're just going to keep him in that IR slot and hope for better days. And I mean, unless you're playing for a last place trophy and, and your team with Christian McCaffrey on it is sunk to a low that you can't recover from. Um, I don't know. Unless you're a better drafter than I am because... Like I said, I, I had Chris McCaffrey 101, and that team is not doing well at all. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is why if you see a hamstring, I don't care if they call it tightness, a minor thing, I don't care if they call it whatever. If you see hamstring with one of your players, you know, I don't like to panic with injuries, but that's one injury where you're you're starting to think about some, uh, some exit strategies there for your guy because uh, they can be tough. They're brutal, brutal injuries. So, dynasty managers, how, how... I guess how likely is it that this is something that's going to continue for Christian McCaffrey? Is he injury pro- now? Is he injury prone for the rest of his career? I guess is what I'm asking. No, uh, that's such a that is such a hard question because the I mean injuries are usually accidents. I mean we can prepare, we can prepare, and in preventative medicine you're trying to prepare to to get these guys ready for these situations, but some of it's just so unfortunate. Uh, you know, but the biggest thing, one of the biggest risk factors for more injuries is previous injuries. So we can't disregard injury history. Like, he definitely has now at least a yellow flag next to his name due to the past two years. Does this knock him down to 102, 103 next year in redraft? <laughs> I mean, honestly, for me, it would. But, uh, I mean, it's just crazy with his the amount of volume that he can still get in that offense. Yeah. It's really hard to see you know, him get dethroned, but injuries may be what does it for him. Yeah, yeah well, I mean... <laughs> That sucks too. You missed out on buying stock on Apple, on Microsoft, on Google, on ev- on Amazon even. <laughs> and you also missed out on buying stocks on guys like Patrick Mahomes or Christian McCaffrey because it didn't exist. Well now, Prediction Strike makes owning those shares a real possibility. Prediction Strike is the only performance-based sports stock market where you can buy and sell shares of professional athletes as if they were stocks. It's like Robinhood and DraftKings had a baby. Prediction Strike lets fans create a portfolio of their favorite athletes so they can make money and get even closer to the game. Don't just bet on your favorite players. Don't don't do that. Start investing in them. 
Simply download Prediction Strike's new and easy-to-use app from the App Store or sign up at PredictionStrike.com to create an account. Use promo code SGPNFF, then deposit funds to buy, sell, and hold shares of your favorite players just like you would real stocks. The value of players will change based upon game performance and supply and demand, and you can trade your shares of players at any time as long as the player isn't currently in a game. So, sign up with the promo code SGPNFF to receive a free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more, just like my free share was Tyler Bass before the Thursday night game, and Bass just shot up in value after all of those field goals. So again, Prediction Strike is where you want to go. Sign up with the promo code SGPNFF, receive that free athlete share with your first deposit of $20 or more. And as always, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts just like this one. And of course, the many, many more. So make sure you download that app. Give us an app review and download the SGPN app today. Although you talked about injuries being accidents, everybody saw the injury that took out Russell Wilson. That finger was not natural. It did not snap back. And uh, I didn't think that it was that bad because you've seen players snap those fingers back and go back in and play. Uh, That was not the case for Russell Wilson. We saw his uh, follow-up surgery. We know that he's out for a little while longer. But Sebastian, how long and what does this do for him the rest of the season? Is this something that could ail him, or is this something that could be rehabbed quickly after uh, after he comes back and he's back to Russell Wilson again? Yeah, no. So I think that, like you were saying, where you, you see the injury and it looks gruesome, but guys pop that back in and are ready to go. So I think the biggest thing here is that Russell Wilson actually suffered two injuries to two separate joints on his same finger. So, I mean, it's not very obvious because it's, you know, his finger's pretty small and we just saw the end point. But when it, his finger was kind of not being able to be straight, you call that a mallet finger injury. Typically, you know, you can get that pinned and you can be back pretty soon. But what really did him in was that that next knuckle down got dislocated. So it kind of wind up being a more complicated surgery than you originally thought. So that's why he's going to be out for closer to a month, if not six weeks. I mean, when he does get back, you know, he should be able to go and there's all these reports about him very aggressively attacking his rehab. Um, ben, he's been on IR. So at least we and I would say around that week 11, week 10 is probably like a decent return. But I don't know if I'm starting him the first game back because, I, you know, Russell Wilson's a guy that if he's able to play at all, like Russell Wilson at 80 percent is better than Geno Smith, you know, unfortunately for him. So I would I would give it a game or two when he gets back to see how that finger does. But I would expect him back, you know, as soon as he can right around that week 10, week 11 mark. So week 10, week 11, that is somebody who could be preparing for a fantasy football playoff run uh, within the next couple of weeks after that. So are we actively seeking possibly to acquire Russell Wilson from a a disgruntled uh, manager? Is this somebody that you think we can get for a serviceable backup maybe? I I mean, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, I mean... I mean, if yeah, obviously it depends on your options. I mean, if you have a rock solid, you know, starter and he's going to be a weekly starter unless an injury happens or during his bye week. I mean, Wilson's obviously, you know, who wouldn't love Russell Wilson as their backup? Uh, you obviously got to, but he should be back to being Russell Wilson once he comes back. So, you know, if he's there for next to nothing, I think he's definitely worth the ad because he could help you out in the playoffs there. 
Yeah, I mean, if you if you are making do with, uh, I don't know, a, a Baker Mayfield, I suppose, right? If you're making do with a Baker Mayfield and all of a sudden Baker Mayfield is is not the the guy he could be, he can get you through some weeks. Hopefully you have a good, solid rest of your roster. And then, you know, you can depart with a couple of good players to get a Russell Wilson. Uh, maybe that team that has Russell Wilson is lacking a wide receiver depth or running back depth or something. And, uh, and you can get that. I, that's a trade. You might want to go try. Go try to get Wilson from somebody who doesn't think that uh, Wilson's going to play the same. I mean, it's worth a shot, right? Yeah. Opportunity's there. Yeah. Um, all right. The opportunity is not there. What is it about the Giants and just losing oh, pass catchers right now? Uh, Sebastian, I know we're hitting close to home again. Uh, but Kadarius Tooney, uh, that ankle looking like it could be a little more serious than let on originally. Um, what are we thinking about it, Kadarius? This is this is yeah, another giant that, this, that close to your heart. This is a tough one to end on. Not only is he a giant, but you know, graduating from University of Florida, he's a former Gator. So I enjoyed watching him for four years, and now, you know, with the Giants' terrible season, one of the only hopeful things I got to look forward to on Sunday was watching Kadarius Tony ball out like he did on the Cowboys. But unfortunately, yeah, his ang- uh, so this is another re-injury. Uh, while he was carving up the Cowboys secondary to the tune of 189 yards, he did tweak his ankle and injured his ankle, but continued to play through it. He came into the week questionable, week six. He was cleared to play after pre-game warm-ups, uh, but unfortunately on that opening drive, he went out again. And he was, I mean, he already had three catches for 39 yards. He was clearly the best and only bright spot in that offense. And then he limped off the field after basically re-injuring the ankle. So there's not been a lot of specifics given, but just from the fact that it's a re-injury and it was still bothering him a week later, he's he's going to be expected to miss time, unfortunately. Um, it's going to be very unlikely that he's going to be able to play next week. Obviously, if he's back and practicing by some miracle, then you monitor it there. But, yeah, it's looking like Tony's going to be out at least one, if not more weeks. So what are we doing with him at this point? What what is the what's the actionable item here for a, a, a manager of, of Kadarius Tony? Because this is again, this is somebody that you probably weren't relying on to be anything more than a, a good flex play week in and week out. He popped, you got what the production out of him. Um, but is he a movable piece because of his big game? Uh, to somebody holding, are we holding on him? Yeah, I mean, I. I would hold on to him at least until we get further notice. Now, if it does come out that it's something super serious, obviously you're kind of a little bit screwed there. But again, like this wasn't a guy that was really on anyone's radar coming in. So uh, hopefully you didn't have to give up much to get him originally. I think the the kind of reward outweighs the risk in this case where he could be back playing in two weeks. And again, they're going to look to feed him and he's going to have – he has the potential to have a great game that can help you out. So – Unless you can really get, you know, a wide receiver three or an RB three and kind of a flex spot for him, I would be holding on to him because I think the upside is is really there for him. Well, when he also comes back, I mean, Galladay is is a little bit banged up as well too, right? Still, so um, he could be in line for yep. an increased share. Saquon still not one hundred percent, so he's it right in that Giants offense right now. I mean, right now it's. I mean, Sterling Shepard just came back from hamstring, but he played, and then he's supposedly healthy. Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton still not practicing. I mean, they don't have much of anything. <laughs> so uh, if Tony can come back, uh, even if he can't, he's the new piece. He's the rookie, so I feel like they will feature him, um, you know, with uh, Saquon. They don't know what they're going to do with him next year. So 
I think uh, Tony could be the new big piece of that offense for years to come. So hang on for the ride, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's the advice from our <laughs> fantasy football doc and, and diehard Giants fan. Just hang on for the ride. Better days are ahead for Kadarius Tony. Uh, I hope. I hope. <laughs> uh, well, and better days are ahead for you, my friend, because it seems like you're very close to being able to board your plane. So let's go ahead and send you off into the skies. But before we do, uh, let everybody know where they can find your amazing work. And, of course, that injury report that's uh, that's about to hit the streets here pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. Again, pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And, you know, I always love to talk this sock fantasy football injuries, really anything football related. Uh, but, yeah, so I post uh, – weekly article uh with the injury report for fantasy football that's over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com also doing a little bit of work with college football injury report so the uh the fantasy football comes out on tuesdays college one comes out on fridays and then yeah for uh up-to-date information go ahead and follow me on twitter at sgpn football doc Yes, sir. And please do, because the man works so hard and he's so knowledgeable and we got him for a couple more weeks before he heads out to some cool stuff. Uh, we'll get him back after that. But I mean, again, he's the hardest working man and uh, that we got right now as far as injuries are concerned, because there's a lot of them. So make sure you go show him some love on Twitter and, of course, uh, on the Sports Gambling Podcast website. Until next time, everybody. Ah, man, hopefully you can wade through these injuries. These buys come out on all of them the other side cleaner than clean Thursday night a lot of stuff going on Thursday night game but again until then we'll see you on the next episode of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast make sure you're downloading subscribing leaving reviews on the SGPN app and until next time everybody let it ride it's not an option we've built our walls it's our